0: Welcome back to the Goddess Within Her podcast. I'm your host, your God sis, Chelsea. Okay, so I know I said this episode would be focused on tunnel vision. Um, however, I think there's one more thing we need before that. I think we need to know what our purpose is. I mean, if you don't know what your purpose is, what are you having tunnel vision on? Of course, we want to have tunnel vision on God, but what is God telling you? the will for your life is. And that's what your tunnel vision should be on. Number one, it really starts with knowing your identity in Christ. Isaiah 11 verses two to five says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees in his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but by righteousness. He will judge the needy with justice that he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips, and he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt. And faithfulness, the sash around his waist. So just know who God called you to be. God has called you to make a difference. God has called you to have the spirit of wisdom, to have the spirit of counsel, to have the spirit of knowledge. And in this scripture, it talks about the fear of God. So I just want to touch on this for a second because It took me a while to understand what it meant by the fear of God. And the fear of God means whole surrender that you just it's just the same fear as like we come up innately with our parents. And this is like something that you have to unlearn um, in your adult years that disappointing your parents by choosing to stick by what your spirit and what your soul is telling you to do is okay. But we don't know that. And all the time we keep fearing, oh, what would my mother think? Oh, what would my father think? Oh, I'm not going to do this because my mother wouldn't be happy. And you know, that's that's something that we, we grow up with as children because like, You don't want your mom to find out you're acting up in school, right? So then you do good because you fear of the repercussions or you fear of disappointing your mother or your father. And it's the same thing in regards to God. You know that your your heart, in your heart, you just want to please God. So your fear is number one, disappointing God, and number two, God's wrath. And when we say God's wrath, it can often be, viewed as something bad because the definition for wrath is extreme anger. And we know what what actions come with extreme anger and that emotion. However, when, when we apply and use the word wrath with God, it's meant to try and have some weight and instill some respect there so that you don't have to experience God's form of discipline. And it, when whenever he uses his wrath, it's always to bring the people back to him and back to him in, in spirit and in, in their heart. So it's never with bad intention. Really think of it as discipline. And if you read the Bible, you will see um, the times where God has let out his wrath. Number one, where he wiped out humanity, um, except for everyone who was on Noah's Ark. That's number one. Number two, when he plagued Pharaoh, because Pharaoh wouldn't free his, we free the people. And when Moses came to tell him, he kept looking at Moses like, no, I don't want to free them. I don't want to free them. And what God did is sent a whole bunch of pests to plague the town to make the Pharaoh realize. Nonetheless, moral of the story, God's wrath is something serious. And um, that's what that meaning is by fearing God. It is very important for us to know our identity in Christ. There's a Bible study that I did. um, And this book is called The Armor of God by Priscilla Shire. Um, She is the same actor that was in the movie War Room that I mentioned in one of my previous episodes. And she's also a phenomenal minister. And she has created this book and this Bible study to really study the armor of God. That's something that I'll go into at a later time. However, in the back of this book, she talks about the inheritance and your identity in Christ. So it says, The benefits and blessings bestowed upon us as redeemed children of God are more numerous than we can count. But the following list, taken directly from scripture, is surely an impressive sampling. I don't recall where I came across this particular list or who gave it to me. It's just been in my study for years. I just know and I love it. And I share it with you, hoping it will give you great confidence and encouragement in Christ. I'm going to share a few with you. It says, I am a child of God, John 1, 12. I have peace with God, Romans 5, 1. The Holy Spirit lives within me, 1 Corinthians three sixteen. I have access to God's wisdom, Jasmine 1, 5. I am helped by God, Hebrews 4, 16. I am reconciled to God. Romans five eleven, I am not condemned by God. Romans 8, 1. And there's so many other things here. And it's really in alignment with knowing who God has called you to be. And knowing your identity in Christ. I know in the last episode, I talked about the word righteousness. And knowing you're righteous under God. And I spoke about the spirit of God and staying in alignment with that spirit the spirit of love, peace, kindness, joy, self control, and staying in that. And um, it's very important to know your inheritance and to know your identity in Christ because that's what fills your heart. And what you do, your behaviors come from what's in your heart. So I just encourage you to really. Meditate on these and use them as morning affirmations. I know I spoke about how important morning affirmations are in the previous episode. And that's because it's the renewal of your mind, the renewal of your thought process. There's so many things we see without in the day. There's so much money spent on marketing, audio marketing, video marketing. They ain't talking about God. Marketing is to get you to do something and to influence your mind and to influence your heart and actions. The shows that we watch, the books that we read, the conversations that we have, they're not all fruitful. And in the morning, I say to have morning affirmations because you kind of set that tone and you set yourself up to say, okay, Um, I know who I am. I know whose I am, which is God. And, um, I'm setting intention for the day. Of course, we know that we're going to mess up. We ain't perfect. We ain't perfect out here. And that's what repentance is for. And that's why God wants us to have that repentance. Keep our spirit humble. Always know, repent, um, for the things that you know, and the things that you do not know. Um, because there are things that we just don't know, Um, We literally only use 10% of our brains. Science tries so hard to logically explain everything and everything is not explainable. So I say that to say, um, we don't always know what's right. Even though when we try our darndest, we can still be wrong and come up short. And that's where um, our grace and forgiveness comes from God. So it's really important to know your identity in Christ. That's number one. Once we, we are confident and we know our identity in Christ, we have to then, number two, mm, know yourself. Um, it's so important to know yourself. And it's important to know yourself because when you know yourself and you know the gifts and the talents that God has blessed you with, You are able to use your gifts for the good of God and the good of others. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Bam! Exactly what it said. You should use your gift that you've received from God, boom, that you were born with, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. There's going to be various forms, various ways that you can serve God and that God will tap you right on the shoulder and ask you to serve him. And it's going to be up to you to say yes. Um, There's a sermon that I, I listened to by Pastor Todd and it's called Marked. And that sermon really stuck with me because... It lets you know like your life is marked. You are marked. God has marked you. God has called you. God knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. He knew that you were going to be one of his. He knew when you were going to say no. And he knew when you were going to say yes. He's just waiting on you to say yes. Um, I And a little practical exercise you can do is a Venn diagram. So... I did this exercise way in 2018 Um, when, you know, when I was, I was getting to nitty gritty trying to figure out my purpose in life. And this was an exercise. I don't even remember where I found it, but in this Venn diagram, it couples what I'm good at in one circle, what you love in one circle, what the world needs in another circle. And what you can be paid for in another circle. And all four of them come together so that you have your purpose. Um, And this exercise really lets you, it really allows you to know yourself. Like, what, what am I good at? What can I do, like, effortlessly? And what do I love? What do I love? Um... Some people don't even know what they love um, because they've never been asked or they've never experienced it. And it's really important to like sit down and know what do you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for and what the world needs. So yeah, know yourself. Okay, so we just went to two things and two ways that you can start to find your purpose. Number one, knowing your identity in Christ. Number two, know yourself. And number three, lastly, learning God's will for your life, okay, Um, and embracing that. So knowing God's will for your life is, it requires intentional focus on God because you really have to nurture that relationship with God to know number 1 when he's talking to you. So similar to my first episode when I spoke about having a war room and having a really a time for intimacy for you to connect with God. That's so important in this to know your will and know what God has for you. That's the only way that you can really know. There's we have our thoughts, we have things that devil plants in our head, other people plant in our head. And the only way that we know what God is trying to tell us and what God has for us is by being focused on your relationship with God. Mark one thirty-five says, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off into a solitary place where he prayed. Get up, go into a solitary place and pray. Jesus did it, okay? His own son had to be like, all right, I got to get my mind right. In the solitary place, you're getting rid of all distractions. You don't have any distractions in the solitary place. You're by yourself. There's a very, it's so important to have that. Number two, he um, he went and prayed. So he went to have alone time with God. Prayer is that connection, Um, And there's different forms of prayer. Some people journal. Some people start off writing um, to pray. They write their prayers out. They're not a very vocal person. Um, And also some people prefer that too because the devil can hear your prayers as well. Um, That's something we don't talk about. The devil can hear your prayers, all right? So he knows what you're asking God for. He knows. Um, and he's so calculated that he's going to use every single thing he can to get you down and to get you off of your will and get you off of that path and on a path to destruction and on a path to confusion and chaos and survival. But God wants you on the path to purpose and peace. And, um, so some people pray, they write, some people pray out loud, some people pray, In their heads, Um, so in your mind. I've had seasons of all three. Um, Currently, right now, my most primary form of prayer is number one, in my head, and number two, writing. Um, Writing really helps me to gather my thoughts, get my thoughts down on the paper. Um, And so I know when I'm praying. What I'm asking for and what what I'm really like, God, I'm really confused on this. I really need you on this. This is weighing heavy on my heart. God, take this anxiety from X, Y, Z situation to just clear my spirit, Lord. So learning what God's will for your life is rooted in alone time with God. Jesus did it, as you saw in Mark 1. 25 psalms 1 to 2 says blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that the sinners take or sin or sit in the company of mockers but those whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on his law day and night so meditating on your affirmation your scriptures your prayers day and night to renew your spirit, renew your mind, and keep yourself close to God. A promise that you can hold on and expect from him and from what he tells you the will of your life is, is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that works within off. And I think there are other translations that will say God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Exceedingly and abundantly. It's immeasurable, okay? Um, and that's, that's God's promise. So all of that alone time and that nurturing that you're doing to hear God and to sharpen your discernment is worth it. He is going to do exceedingly above all that you can think or even ask that 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 prayer that connects us prayers go up blessings come down that's a connection you're opening heavenly realms when you do that so yeah number 1 know your identity in christ once you know it keep those affirmations so that you can remind yourself until it's muscle memory number 2 know yourself and number 3 Learn God's will for your life. Nurture that relationship. There's a movie that I watched um, before and it's called The Overcomer. I don't know where you can find it. I'll do some digging and maybe I can link it. But The Overcomer, what stuck with me in that movie is because once this little girl found out she was saved within God, she was confident. Her confidence shot out the roof. She went to everybody like, oh, I'm saved by God. Oh, I know who I am. I know whose I am. She was so confident. And I was just like, oh, I need faith like her. I need it like her so that I will not waver. I will not shake. I will not fall. And I will be... Protected by God in anything that I I come to or anything that tries to destroy me in this earth. So yeah, do the work to know God. Be a vessel in every single chapter in your life. And you just... Basically, you shift your priorities. That's the difference. You shift your priorities and you prioritize what God puts on your heart. So I really just want to encourage you to be a vessel in every season, in every chapter of your life. And it's not easy because you kind of you have to be so in tune with the spirit and with God that you that you hear when he tells you, "Okay, this is it. You've done your time here. It's time to move on to xyz whatever he has for you and sometimes we're so caught up in what we are doing and you know what feels good and pleasure does not always bear fruit pleasure does not always mean purpose so you just really have to be careful And really strengthen that relationship that you have with God. To recap, number one, know your identity in Christ. Number two, know yourself. And number three, learn God's will for your life. All right, that's it for now. We talked about how your life is purposed. And in the next episode, we are going to talk about tunnel vision. How do you stay focused on that that thing there's so many things like I mentioned marketing um, there's movies there's tv there's video there's all these things in life there's people that try and get you off of your path of what God has you on how do you stay committed how do you stay on your journey we're going to talk about it I'll see you next time bye